In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, Coach Rita back in the studio. She traveled abroad, where'd she go, and what to do when life happens. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It's me, the Q Dog, in studio with who other than Coach Rita. Coach Rita, she's back in action. That's right. I am. So, Coach Rita, just to jump into things here, you've been gone for the last few episodes, and we, well, I already know, but I'm sure our listeners are eager to find out. Where have I been? Where you been and what's been going on? So why don't you tell us what's happening? There's been a lot happening, actually. I took a wonderful trip with my husband, uh, my brother, my sister-in-law, and her sister and brother-in-law. We all went to Ireland for 10 days. Mm. It was a spectacular trip. Such beautiful, beautiful country. Um, the people there are just, oh my goodness, they're just so hospitable and so welcoming and um, just um, a wonderful, wonderful time. I can't even express what a great time. Lots of laughs, um, lots of Guinness, lots of Jameson, um, just a great, great trip and, and just experiencing the culture and um, seen all the beautiful, beautiful landscape. I've never seen anything so green in my life. Is that right? Yeah. it's It was just a gorgeous, gorgeous place. So we stayed in, um, anybody familiar with Ireland out there? We stayed in Adair. It's just outside of Shannon. It's actually Limerick. I think outside of Limerick is what the bigger city um, for... We were there for six days, and then we moved on to Dublin and stayed there for the rest of our trip. So great, great trip. In fact, we're just starting now to plan our next trip as of what it is that, or where it is that we're going to go. So next year, we're going to probably venture to um, England and Scotland. Wow. So that's going to be our, our next adventure um, that I think we're going to you know, go, they, um, we wanted to try to go to Italy. I've been to Italy before. So I just wanted to try, you know, go somewhere that none of us have gone before. Sure. So, um, yeah, it, it was, it was great. It's great to be back. Definitely. Um, it just seems like I was just sitting here thinking, when was the last time I was even in the studio recording? I can't even, it seems so long ago. Um, but it was only in January. I was thinking it was like, November, December, that's how long it feels like I've been away. Um, and then unfortunately, you know, life does happen. And um, when we were coming home from Ireland, we um, got news that my mother-in-law uh, was very ill. And um, I have been her caregiver for eight months. Mm. And, um, when we got home from Ireland, she was in the hospital and we went down to the hospital and brought her home on hospice. And that was definitely a, um, very shocking, you know, um, 
we knew she was ill. She was dealing with liver cancer and some other issues that um, she has had. And it just went really, really fast. So we brought her home on a Wednesday and, you know, home to hospice and dealing with all of that and all us kids jumping in and taking care of her 24-7. And um, then she passed away on Tuesday. So she really, from the time we got home from Ireland, and I'm honest, just like within the last, I want to say, week is when I finally started feeling normal because so much has happened in such a short amount of time. Um, you know, just coming home from Ireland, just the time change, the time zone really just threw me and then getting thrust into everything that we were getting, you know, thrown in, taking care of my mother-in-law and then her passing and, you know, just having to walk through that and then now caring for my father-in-law and he is 92. So it's just been not that, um, not to say, you know, like, okay, life happens. It's putting life on pause for a moment. Right. It's, it's just tapping out for a moment and saying, I just need a minute to regroup, to, to reshuffle some things around and, um, just really, it was, I think it was an eye opening experience because death is such a interesting thing. Right. It's a very interesting thing. It brings the best and the worst out of you. And um, you could take it as an opportunity to to learn from it and to grow from it. And um, that's what I chose to do in the midst of the chaos that, yeah. you know, when, when life happens, um, things happen. And, and you could either choose to allow it to suck you up and, and – totally destroy you or you could choose to say I'm going to take I'm going to get some takeaways from this so yeah um in doing that and just seeing the whole process of of you know caring for my mother-in-law and her her um you know passing away um it really makes you stop and look and see what's important yes I, I think it just has a way of you if you allow it, it, it has a way of you putting things into perspective and putting things as far as what is priority. Um, you know, I saw my mother and father-in-law walk through this together. And one thing that I was so impressed upon is my father-in-law constantly saying, um, I'm going to cry. And I thought I was really good. You are really <laughs> um, good. Go for it. I made her a promise and he stuck to his promise all the way to the end from the very beginning of their vows that it's, it's through sickness and through health, it, through the good, the bad, through, through everything, I'm going to stick through this to the end. And that's all he kept saying. That's all he kept, um, expressing. This is, this is my commitment. Mm. And, and to watch that unfold and they've been married almost 60 years, I want to say close to almost 60 years. They were married and to see this man still have such a commitment of what he made 60 years ago and walking through it and seeing him walk through it. It was just such 
such a precious thing to grab a hold of. Totally. And, um, you know, us kids now are, you know, trying to, um, trying to adjust his new life, you know, his new way of living. And there's one thing that I, that I had expressed and, and shared with my husband is that as much as us kids are being there for him and, and, you know, bringing him dinners and, and doing the things that we need to do, we need to realize that us kids will never, ever be able to replace that void in his life. That's right. As much as, as we try, as much as we all want to be there, as much as, you know, we go and check on him and we're doing this and we're doing that, that void in his life will never be replaced. Mm-mm. And, you know, that, that's a lot of what he shares. Just, he never realized how much that, um, he knew he was going to miss her, but he didn't realize how much he was going to miss her. Yeah. You know, so it just, it just sometimes put things in, not sometimes, it does put things into perspective because, you know, just doing the podcast and, and, um, you know, why we're doing this and, and what we're trying to convey and, and, you know, just sharing our experiences. It's like having to go through that and walk through that. It's, it, it even puts a more desire, a fire, a passion, whatever you want to call it to, to really express the importance of marriage, the importance of this commitment, this covenant, this agreement, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, cause just in, you know, just the last few weeks, just seeing things transpire, um, it just really, really honed something into me that life is so precious and it is so short yeah. and we only get one life Yeah, and we have to make the best of that one life that's been given to us. And we waste a lot of time arguing. We waste a lot of time just trying to prove our point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes, you know, a lot of time is wasted and you don't get to get time back. And I think it just, you know, it just solidified a lot of things. Just like I said, I, I wanted the opportunity to grow in this yes, and, and to look at the good in this because life does happen. Like things happen in life and it's our choice to see like Ed, my Ed, my says it wonderfully you get to you get to make the choice that it happens for you or it happens to you. That's right. So it's 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 just looking at life that this is for me. What is it that's for me? What is it that I can take away from this? Of course I I was sad. Of course I had my moments. Of course, you know, you go through all those you know, natural emotions and I'm not just saying that, you know, I just sat back and say, "Ooh, let me see what I can learn from this." Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't it at all. But in those moments, it's, it's like grab hold of this and, and, and really look at it for what it is. And, um, life is precious. It It definitely is. is. So yeah, that's been my, that's been my little journey the last, since February. I know by the time this comes out, it's, you know, the timing and everything. And, and so I would say, what, two months almost I've been yeah, pretty close. on a, right on a hiatus, it. you know, and, um, 
yeah, so I'm back and, and happily back and ready to go and ready to get into things and, and, um, share my, share my, um, what do you, what would you call it? Nuggets input. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Be the coach. Yep. Um, now I've definitely, definitely got some questions about Ireland. I do, but I, I want to talk to you just for a minute, um, about some of the things that you just shared when it comes to life, Mm -hmm. because as you're talking, it starts pricking me, Mm -hmm. you know, on, in my soul, just, just to ask some questions, you know, um, the, the main, the first question I have, and I think this, you know, if you know how to answer it can maybe help somebody that's listening right now, mm-hmm. uh, because maybe they've gone through the same thing or maybe it'll prepare them, you know, because we all have to go through these types of things. Right. How did, how did you handle, how did you work through going from such a high, high <laughs> of going to Ireland and visiting this great culture of people in these beautiful landscapes and making new experiences with your husband and your brother and, and, you know, uh, Guinness and Jameson and <laughs> y- you get all these, the highest of highs yes. in your life. And then coming back and experiencing such a low point. Mm-hmm. Those are two opposite places to be. Very much so. How did you, what did you do? I, I remember you saying that, you know, when you came back and we were talking at church that you and Bill were both still trying to find a place to land. Because mm-hmm. you, you kind of didn't feel like your feet were on the ground with this right. whirlwind of emotions. Mm-hmm. How did you work through that? Or have you worked through that um, of going from such a high to such a low place where your heart is kind of broken? Right. How, do you, how did you... How'd you do it? I think um, it did slap us in the face for sure because, um, like I said, we were so sleep deprived. And I think the caregiver in me, the the nurturing part of me, the I can take care of everything rises to the occasion. And I think that's just who I am and what my makeup is. So what was presented to me is I got to take care of this. And I made a promise to both of them when they, when, um, you know, just to explain my in-laws live across the street from me, they moved in, you know, eight months ago. And, um, I made a promise to them that I would take care of them Mm -hmm. and we're going to do this with honesty, with trust and with respect. And those were the things that that just kicked in, in me that I promised them that I would take care of them. So it was like that mode of, of just going into take care of mode. This is what we need to do. Very business, like very administrative. Like I wouldn't allow my emotions to get the best of me. Got you. So I just kind of like had to put that aside for the moment, Mm -hmm. put that on pause. Yep. Um, not that I was, denying it it wasn't like I had my breakdowns because I did in moments but I knew to see what it was that needed to be done and I needed to do it yeah um thank god I had my um my sister-in-law my brother-in-law my other sister-in-law my husband myself my nieces um 
that we all came together as a unified group and we conquered this. I mean, we just literally came together as family and we said, this is what it is that we're going to do. And, um, I think looking back, I think the best thing I'm going to cry again too. I think the best thing is, is the knowing that I had these great, great memories. Yeah. I couldn't imagine like when you, when you're going through life and you don't have relationships and you, and you don't have these memories, it's like such an emptiness, but I had these wonderful, wonderful memories of my mother-in-law, um, of just, camping, barbecues, swim, I mean, raising my grand, you know, her grandbabies, which her grandbabies are everything to her. Um, pictures, amounts of pictures. I mean, it was just this overwhelming feeling of love of these memories that I have that pushed me through Mm. it. And that's something that even now that she's gone, I have something that not that I literally can physically hold and touch, but it's so imprinted in me of, of these wonderful memories that we have as a family and just doing different things that we've did travel. I used her and I traveled together a lot. Oh really? Just her and I did. Yeah. Um, going to Hawaii, going to Canada, you know, just different fun things that we would just do. So, um, you know, to, to answer your question, I think it's like a lot of things that I chose to create helped me in those moments of, um, despair, chaos, you know, life happens, life, like life, things in life are hard. And a lot of times I don't think people, give themselves the skills or learn the skills to get through life. Yeah. So, you know, that's definitely one thing that I'm a huge advocate about is gaining those skills that you need because life does happen. You know, things do happen and you have to learn how to overcome those things in the moment that they're presented to you. Right. Or, like I said earlier, you know, I just put, I just push pause. I didn't stay there. Like I'm back in the studio. Like I'm not staying in, in this place where I'm not ready to engage life again. Yes. You know, so am I over it? Probably not. Obviously not because I'm still emotional about it. You know, I'm still, um, um, you know, like I said, I'm still having to, to take on, not take on, but still having to be here for, um, my father-in-law. So there's still a lot of, um, parts to this moving thing that we're learning how to do right now, have our feet, you know, got planted. Yeah. And I think the best thing we did was we went out to dinner with, you know, my brother, my sister-in-law and the other um, couple that went with us to Ireland and we reminisced and we redid Ireland again. And I think that helped us Yeah, kind of like just remember this awesome time that we had 
before all of this, you know, um, tragedy happened in our lives. So we got to kind of reconnect there, which I think is important too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think happiness can help you cope with hard times. Yes. If you will, it it can, it'll help you. uh, It'll just help. um, It'll hold your hand through it, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't know if you ever, ever really get over losing a loved one. I don't think so. And, and how could you, because that's a special place Mm -hmm. in your heart. There's a tie in that, in that, in your heart for that person. Right. You know, one of the, one of the most difficult things to do. And I've talked to my dad about this when, as I was growing up, two of the strongest, toughest people I ever knew was my papa and my grandpa Mm -hmm. period. Like these guys, these, these are the guys, you know, and it's a hard game that life plays, mm-hmm. you know, because you come into this world helpless. And the more that time goes on, you start to become a little more helpless. And yes. you see these these heroes in your life mm-hmm. that start to diminish a bit. And it that in itself is hard. And the the th- the only thing i can relate it to you know thank god you've developed yourself in in such a way where you know how to work through these very traumatic it's traumatic you it know is. sometimes it's sudden when somebody passes mm-hmm. i don't want to gauge it here but it's hard to watch somebody just not waste away but somebody diminish yes and then pass on right it's before your difficult. eyes but thank God that you've taken the time to develop yourself and your skills. I mean, you jumped into mom mode, boom, you were there. Yeah. You, you can pause when you go into mom mode, mm-hmm. and that'll help keep you distracted in such a way. Right. Until the, the mistake that a lot of people make is they pause there and they never go back. Exactly. And work through that. And right. Jeannie and I, Jeannie and I did that a lot mm-hmm. when it came to our kids and their health issues. In the traumatic events we went through, I don't know if anybody listening has ever come upon their child seizing. You talk about a traumatic event. There's nothing I can't even you imagine. can do to help so that helpless. child yeah. or that person. You feel helpless. Yeah. I looked at the ceiling and started screaming at God. Where are you at, man? What's right. going on here? Right. You know, and then to see... Your child hooked up to machines. They have to get on a helicopter. They have to fly 100 miles away. You have seven other children that are expecting you to be mom and dad. This child is, you know, when they're conscious, expecting to have mom and dad. So what happens is you pause these emotional places, and then we never went back to them. Right. And we never dealt with them. We never worked through them because we hadn't had the benefit of preparing ourselves, mm-hmm. like you can never prepare yourself for that, but you can prepare yourself for how to process difficult, emotional circumstances mm-hmm. that happen because they happen to us all, all the time. And Jeannie and I realized that after we started going through coaching, it's like, look, we have never gone back. I mean, Hannah had nearly plus or minus 20 of these events happen with her shunt failing Mm -hmm. and having to have brain surgery to replace it, seizing us going to UCLA. And you, when you're there, when you're there and you're face to face with a neurosurgeon and you're making demands to somebody who does this as a profession, you cannot be emotional about what's happening 
or you'll fail. And then what you know about your child is not going to get fixed. Right. And I've had to go, I've had to go face to face with a neurosurgeon and say, I don't care what your machines are telling you. I know my child. Mm -hmm. My wife knows. Our ch our, we know. Right. But when you come back, the seven other kids are still there. Right. And you've been gone. So it's like you don't have the luxury of dealing with the emotion in the moment if you're not intentional about setting time aside to do exactly. so. And we didn't learn that. I think in this case for you, you, you know, it's not, I don't know if you did it. It's probably something I would do, you know, stand in the mirror, say, you are Quincy Moran. You have a <laughs> podcast. I am coach Rita. Here is how I will do it. No, because you're actually a human being. Exactly. And you can take a minute to step out of your situation and say, here's what's needed for now. And uh, I'm, I'm going to get back to this emotional place, but I'm going to be strong. Mm -hmm. I'm going to finish what I started. Right. I'm going to hold my promise. And like you said, there's a second half to that promise mm -hmm. that you're working through now. Um, so I honor you for that. It's, I, it's mm -hmm. got to be extremely difficult to go from such a high high to, to being devastated by the yeah. loss of life. So I honor you for that. I appreciate you sharing. It's hard to open yourself up mm -hmm. and put yourself out there. But I'm extremely proud of how you worked yourself through it because you could have just threw your hands in the air or you could have stopped there and never went back to start working through those emotions. Right, right. And when you when you don't stop there and work through those emotions, it starts to affect your other relationships mm -hmm. and it can destabilize what you've built, what right. you've created, if you don't go back to it. Right. So I honor you for that. Respect. Thank you. That's the hand Thank of respect <laughs> right there. I think sometimes in, in moments like this, it's it's giving yourself permission to not be okay. Like Yes. I'm like when people would say, How are you doing? It's like, I'm not okay and that's okay. You know? Um and it's just giving yourself that permission just to take what it is that you need in the moment, um, whether, you know, everybody grieves different, right. everybody, everybody grieves loss differently. And we just have to respect that and honor that. And however, just because I may be on the other side of it, doesn't mean that someone else in our family is still working through that. And I still have to be respectful and, and be understanding so it's, it's, it's just such, like I said, death is such a, oh, it's such a, um, I don't even know what even word to put. I don't know the word to, either, but I feel, you know I what I mean? What you're it's saying. just, yeah. it's, it's just, um, I don't want to say like such an odd thing cause it's not, but it's just peculiar, peculiar, yeah. <laughs> um, in all the dimensions of it. And, um, you know, it's, it's really, you know, listeners out there, if, if you're grieving, it's, it's allowing yourself and giving yourself that permission to go through it. However you need to go through it and don't let people tell you, you need to be over it now, or you need to, you know, get on with life. You, you need to reach out and, and, you know, talk about it, share those memories, share those thoughts, share, you know, what it is that you're going through on a personal level. And it, it really does bring healing, sharing and, mm -hmm. and, 
um, being able to voice those emotions that you're going through. So yeah, acknowledging those things. Yeah. That's the only, yeah. that's the only that foot you can step with. If you acknowledge it, if you ignore it, it just gets it, worse. It gets worse. But if you acknowledge it, yeah. now you're aware of it, then you can start to work through it. Don't compare yourself to how other people are grieving because right. generally they're just lying to you about it. Uh, maybe they look great on the outside on the inside. They're probably still tore up about it. So yeah. That's Definitely. fantastic. Okay, so I want to finish the show with fun. Yes. Because I heard some great, uh, at least one great story I know of mm -hmm. when you guys came back and talked about you almost losing your life in a van <laughs> or something of that nature. Yes. Um, so, I mean, one question number one, uh -huh. why is it important for people to travel abroad? Why is it important? I believe that... It is such an experience to see how other cultures are. And you broaden your, your um, outlook on life. And wherever, wherever we went, um, you know, it's just so interesting. Even though it's different cultures, we all want the same thing. Mm. We all want to be loved. We all want to be heard. We all want the best for our families. Um, so it's just interesting in that aspect of it. And, um, it's great just to get out of your own little bubble yeah. and, and experience another culture and experience another, um, another world that you may never encounter again. I may never go to Ireland again right. and I just want it to be immersed in the culture to just take everything that it was worth and just come back. And it just has such a fun, fun, special place in my heart. So great answer. Anybody who has that opportunity to go travel, I'm like all for it. Just go for it and do it. You know, even if you have to sleep in cars, trains, buses, <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Cause it's so worth it. Definitely experiences that no one can ever take away from you. No, you'll take those mm -hmm. all the way. Yes. All right. Give us a quick synopsis of the funniest story you can think of about Ireland and then we'll get out of here. Um, when you go to the castle of, uh, Barnley, you kiss the limestone legend has it. When Queen Elizabeth came in, she was taking everybody's, um, castle, their kingdom. And, um, this one King, he wasn't going to do it. And he persuade her not to take his property. So legend has it, you kiss the limestone there at his castle and you get the gift of gab, the gift of influence. So what you have to do, you have to climb up this. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about this. The, you have to the climb Blarney, up. kissing the Blarney Stone. Is mm -hmm. that the, is that what it is? Yeah, okay. the limestone. So you know me, I'm just a little loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> climbing up, you know, up like it's five stories, I believe. And what you have to do is lay on your back, lean all the way out, and kiss this part of the um castle well in doing all of this you know i'm the loudest one i'm like so scared of doing it at first so i'm just screaming the whole time i'm doing I it i can imagine that and these these irish these two irishmen one who takes the picture and one who helps you you know do it are just laughing at me just can't even believe like i'm just making a huge scene because it's scary like I it's bet. scary so 
in, in, in it all. It was just so fun. But when I got up, like after I kissed the stone and everything, and I didn't even go far back enough, they had to keep pushing me to go back out, you know, to really, um, kiss the stone. So when I got back up, um, everybody that was in the castle came out of where they were at, like on this platform to see what was happening. Cause I think they thought someone fell. Who is this Yankee? Exactly. Was it was it a Yankee <laughs> exactly. screaming? Exactly. So that was, it was just it was hilarious. It was funny. It was just I had the best time ever. It was great, great memory. It had everybody laughing in the castle, like, "Oh, she's just kissing the limestone." Uh, they just literally thought I fell because I was making such a big, a big deal. But all emotions, you know. So yep, I think I got the gift of gab and the gift of influence. <laughs> I think you had the gift of gab before you went there. That's what they say. <laughs> um, I loved tr- I loved following your journey on Instagram and all the pictures you put up. So we had a blast. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yes. Um, and thank you for telling us about your exciting adventure of kissing the Blarney Stone. The Blarney Stone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, it's been a fantastic episode. Welcome back to yes, the studio, Coach I am Rita. Back. <laughs> yes, thank you for sharing your experiences on what to do when life happens. It really, I know it encouraged me and helped me. So I, I just appreciate you for putting yourself out there. We're not normal people. Normal people don't do this kind of stuff. <laughs> so, hey, we'd love to hear from you uh, after this episode, and we would love to connect with you. So if you would, email us at coach at man versus marriage podcast.com. That's coach at man, marriagepodcast.com. Connect with us on Facebook. That's where we got videos, tips. We started a community there where we could reach out and touch one another digitally. And that is at MVSM podcast. Come check us out. Until the next one, go do it. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.